last time on Join the Party. The party prepares for an empty arena match, and they're going to get one. The Council of Bright showed up fully possessing Alonzo's body, with a trio of scrap metal titans in tow. You know what? I knew when I told myself I was going to do it this time, I wasn't going to make nearly as many quips. This is on. Titans, let's go! The party pulls out all the stops as they throw rust potions, robotic servants, and a giant badger at their opponent. I oh my god! god. Oh no! <laughs> Finally, Anara gets a clear shot with the neutralizer. She encases the Council of Right in an anti-magic bubble, which forces the Council out of Alonzo's body. Now, he exists as a clone made fully out of light energy. This is for Alonzo. Who has two bodies and one of them is trying to take over the world? This guy. Let's get the party started. Inside the Electro Shack, Casey is fiddling with the circuit breaker. All of the lights in the Electro Shack have gone off, which has never happened before because there's supposed to be a generator. And he hears the distinct sound of something extremely heavy being rolled up the ramp in front of the strip mall in which the Electro Shack is stationed. Left! Left! Pivot! Which left, Tracy? We've been over this. The only left! Kiza looks up from the circuit breaker, which is underneath the front counter, slams his head, as always, and <laughs> dazed comes up above and sees Tracy and Anara pushing this oversized hamster ball containing a beautifully quaffed young man and an exact replica of that beautifully quaffed man, but created entirely out of crackling energy. Alonzo has been frequently banging on the walls of the anti-magic bubble, trying to get out while also trying to keep his feet. As you've been pushing him from Jersey Mike's Arena back to Electroshack, uh, while the replica of Alonzo created entirely in light, he's just like keeping his footing. As you roll, he takes one patient step forward. And even as you jostle him from left to right, he always holds his balance. Guys, 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 please, I, I don't like... I'm getting really dizzy right now. Please, can you help me out? Please. I, I'm so tired. I can't keep my footing. Do you see a door? Do you think we know how to get you out of here? Do you yes! think? Yes! I don't know how to get out of here! Do you think that our best plan was to roll a giant amber ball of crackling energy with one, nay, two men in it through the streets? That wasn't our best plan. It was not. If we had a better way to do this, we would be. Also, if you remembered anything that that silhouette did while possessing you, you would be a lot less cavalier about unshackling, unbubbling him. Oh, no, I'm not talking. This is a great plan. I just don't want to be in here anymore with an exact replica of myself. You two, great job. So happy you saved me. Honestly, I know that it doesn't sound like I'm thankful. I don't think that's Alonzo. <laughs> very thankful. Please. Please let me out. Please. Please. Look, we're gonna, I don't I really don't want, please. Look, we're gonna let you out soon. Just relax. 
Um, yeah, just, okay, I'll just, just lead, I'll lead into my... I'll I'll sh- I'll show you the scar that your body inflicted in my shoulder later. For now, we're gonna go meet our friend, and she knows what to do. Is there like a doorbell we ring? Is there a Casey? Oh, right, that. And Casey comes out and opens the door, and the the sound of the door opening still goes off. And goes boom boom. <laughs> Is that just powered by ghosts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or I suppose Amanda, a physical bell. <laughs> It is a physical bell, but the robot that touches the bell is mechanical, so yes, it's not working. Yes, and then he sense. pops down and he goes, it's a living, and pops back up. <laughs> oh, God. Casey says, hello, welcome to the Electroshack. How may I service your computer? Casey, that's not what you... Get out of the way. Casey gets out of the way. Thank you. Yeah, and, and if there's any like floor displays or something that's less than I don't know uh, about eight feet wide, you, you better give us some clearance room. We're rolling this through the back. Yeah, go ahead. I don't really care about any of these things. <laughs> I'm a very bad employee, as you can tell from everything. I'm just here all the time. In our stops and puts her hands as far up as she can reach on Casey, which are probably probably just shy of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Casey. You are just good at other things. For now, stand back. Yeah. Oh, Casey's been backing up immediately. I don't know if you noticed, but Casey has no backbone. <laughs> yeah, Casey's all the way on the other side. He's he's like hopped up on the counter and is just like watching you guys push through. And um, the vault in the back is wide open. We continue to roll the bubble back toward the door. We may take a chunk out of the cinder block wall as we do so, but, you know... It's got to happen. If there's one place where I know how to get supplies to fix a wall, it's Electroshack. I don't think I know what they sell. <laughs> uh, Neither do we. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a new ad campaign for Electroshack. Electroshack, who knows what we sell. <laughs> Come find out. Electroshack. <laughs> Tell us what you need. Bing. Boom. Just loads of bread. <laughs> hey, someone close the door. Close the door. It keeps it keeps open in the wind. Door open. Ding, ding. This is an oddly long commercial. <laughs> it's just 60 extra B roll seconds it's of a door opening. Brandon, they don't sell editing software. How many times do I have to tell you? It was just one shot. All right. Is Franny there? Yeah. So uh, as soon as you get the anti magic bubble in through the vault, Franny is sitting in her big chair, uh, knitting furiously, sipping on some undying light juice. And she goes, Oh, great. I was really worried you weren't going to get back to me. I thought you were going to hit me on the jewelry bag, communicator. Uh, And I was definitely wearing clothes, so you could have done it. Okay, yep, thank you for reminding me of of that exchange we had. Um, But no, seriously, Franny, I I doubted you, but this worked out. Thank you for helping us. Yeah, listen, that's why we're best friends. Uh, Just roll roll them down here. Not best friends. Uh, Tracy rolls the... ball down the hill. It, no, she just like clomps down the the stairs like a terrible slinky. <laughs> we um, should uh, we should put it on top of that bed that you did not like. Yeah, maybe it demolishes the bed a little bit. Maybe, maybe yeah, it maybe breaks it just the whole thing. Collapses with a cloud of dust. That's weird. That's exactly what happens. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, oh, so sorry. Send me the sweet, bill. Oh. Sweet revenge. That's fine. I, I don't really. I sleep standing up. Uh, all right, okay. let me take a look at these guys. Before he walks up to the anti magic bubble and puts her hand on the front. And Alonzo immediately puts his hand where Franny's hand is. <laughs> Franny's hand is like twice the size. And there's a cinematic upswell of music behind it. 
And Freddy's mm-hmm. like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at uh, the energy version, and the energy version turns his head towards Franny and just like looks at her. Well, I'm super glad we put this in an anti-magic bubble or we would have some serious problems. What is this? We know they're the Council of Bright, but without the body there, what is left? And can we get Alonzo out without getting the Council out? We can totally kill the Council, by the way. Super open to that possibility. In fact, you could say it's the preferred outcome. Yeah, please, get me out. I would love to get out of this. And um, the energy side speaks up as well. I'm like, yes, get me out of here. I would love that a lot. Thank you. Obviously, I'm in a place where I'm going to be let out, and I'm not just going to be trapped in this bubble forever. So, great. Please do. I would love that. We'll think about it. Uh, yeah, no, your mind magic doesn't work here, buddy. Once you're out of our friend Alonzo, you got no power. Yeah, listen, we're... I'm glad we're still friends. I would love, please, honestly, please let me out. I hated it here. This is weird. This is so weird. Please let me out. Tracy pats the bubble a little bit. All right, well, it seems like we have one of two options. Either we leave them in there forever, or we let them both out. This Andy magic bubble is kind of a one-in, one-out thing. So we have until Alonzo starves. Yeah. To make a plan. Four or five days, I think. Yeah, I think like a week is like, how long can you last without water? A couple days? Who knows? We'll see. Um, Listen, I I have this thing where I need to drink water a lot. I love drinking water. It's it's like it, people know me. Like I always have like a flask on me and I always have water in it. So not long. That seems like something you're adding to your character. <laughs> My doctor... <laughs> <laughs> Too deep in the game. <laughs> I'm super into. I'm super into water. <laughs> Franny sits back down in her big chair, and she opens the drawer to the side table, and she rummages around in it for a long time, and she gets like her whole arm in there, like way deeper than you think it should go. Oh no! Why does she always do this? Because she's a hag, Brandon. I just, I just, it's uncomfortable. Do they give you your bag of holding side table when you become a hag? Or is it more like it, it comes to you? You have to carve it. You have to oh. whittle it yourself out of a dead tree at Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> under which you build your home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm going to do only, uh, we're kind of pushed to extreme circumstances here. And I am way out of my depth. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send a message to the only person who I think can actually take care of this. Uh, you might know. I don't know if you know where I kind of. I got some other. You're not my only friends. Like, tell tell her on. bring bagels, please. Like, like more than you think you should. Like, think about how many you need. Double that, and then be like, round to the next dozen. Oh, you also know the speaker. Three dozen bagels, please. I will put that in my. I'll put At that in least my message. She kind of owes us. I will absolutely. So I, I will go let her know. Cream cheeses, multiple kinds. Maybe that, even croissants and muffins on the side. You know. And fresh squeezed orange juice. Definitely fresh fruit. Gotta have a balanced meal. Growing girl. And also waffles. I will take all that down in my head. I have this mnemonic device where I remember foods that humans eat. How does that go? It's my own. It's it's archaic. It's from the Necronomicon. Don't worry. Don't talk. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, it's the planets. <laughs> Wait, which are the planets again? It's the Necronomicon plus the planets. But but which are the planets? In oh, the solar there's system? like planet one <laughs> through ten. Yep. Planet three. And then there's, planet... Gal- there's Galaxitron. 
And then, oh. <laughs> so I'm going to send a, uh, a message to the only person I think you can take care of this. I think the speaker needs to know and she can escalate from here. I don't want to alarm you, but I think uh, this might go up the chain. It's a pretty big deal. I think we're going to uh, have an emergency meeting. So Franny pulls her arm out of her side table and she has this like lavender sparkly paper. And uh, she also pulls out like a really sharp bone of some sort and an ink pot. And she dips the bone into the ink pot and starts uh, scribbling down uh, something on the lavender paper. Franny folds up the paper into a paper airplane and she throws it in front of her and about three feet forward, um, it just kind of poofs into thin air and disappears. Okay, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. And she waits uh, about 30 seconds. She gets a poof back in the same spot and it's a different paper airplane, but this one is blue now. She opens it, reads it, crumples it up into a little ball and throws it over her shoulder and it disappears behind her. All right, we're going to Concentra. We're going the only way I know how. She uh, moves a throw rug out of the way and there's a secret hatch. She opens it up and you can see there's a slide spiraling downwards. If this goes to Dave and Boosters, I swear to Adama. Maybe. Franny. I'm a rewards club member. I get twice as many wings. Is that the booster club? <laughs> it is the booster club. <laughs> uh, Anara, I want you to roll a d20. 15. Okay, with a 15, as uh, Franny opens the, the hatch to the slide, okay, it comes back. Oh. As she goes back, and she has the stick in her mouth, but also behind it, she has a robot arm. Uh, I lean forward, grab the robot arm from over her shoulders, and say, Oh, was this a scary attack thing or more of a cool findy thing? <laughs> she nuzzles your leg. And then as you're holding the robot arm, it like jumps out of your arms and lands like on its fingers and like starts to just skitter around on the floor. Uh, Inara yelps, not gonna lie. Franny, what is that? Robot arm. Looks like it. Huh? Is is it sentient? I mean, probably if it's skittering around on the floor. You just check the, the room. There should be, like, uh, controls on the top of it. Uh, lean over and look for some kind of stop button or power switch. Yeah, so on the, uh, like, there's a stump where as it gets close to the elbow, and instead of just, like, a wires and stuff, it's flat and has a little panel on it. Uh, there's a dial with three modes. It's off, attack, and scout. So you can use this if you need to jump on someone or you need it to, like, skitter around for you. Assuming it's on scout right now. <laughs> yeah, it's on scout right now. I will flip the dial to off. Okay. And stow it in my pack. So now yeah. you have a robot arm. Okay. okay. There you go. Now I have that image in my head. There you go. Uh, so how exactly are we going to get the bubble down there? Oh, you know, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, Franny leans down to the open hatch, and she just, like pushes on either side and it just like expands <laughs> like a sliding door great last one down there doesn't get to play any games we <laughs> tracy goes over to the ball and starts pushing it over to the trap door 
Anara, do you want to get on my shoulders? I think I would. So I'm going to scoop up Oatcake, put on my pack, and uh, I guess Tracy can sit on the edge and I'll jump up on his shoulders. And then we slide on the slide excruciatingly slowly. <laughs> like hold, holding each time so it stops. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sucks. Okay, like a toddler licks, does. I hate it. <laughs> Oatcake licks the side of the slide and you just see drool very slowly collecting. <laughs> So extremely slowly, you get to the bottom and you land once again in a giant ball pit. As you kick the balls around, you are back in Duvin Boosters. But this Duvin Boosters feels different than the last time you were here. Like there's a lot less people in it. I don't know if you've been in like a a happy place when it's like abandoned, but it's like extra spooky. (laughs) Only only my heart, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one's around, but like everything is like fuchsia. Like a spooky ghost carnival. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. About right before you get murdered, a nice, spooky, happy, lit sight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, all the lights are on. All the sounds are going. Oh, yeah, 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 the worst. Yeah. There's still like a few Kenku who are walking around like doing small maintenance on the on the games. And uh, there's still one lone pimply teenager who's their manager, but like there's just like nobody there. And the Kenku's next turn 180 degrees around to yep. greet mm-hmm. us. That's not what happens. Oh, okay. They're going about their business, but you can see that Franny is already parked at the bar with the giant ball next to her, and she has two pina coladas, one in each hand, and like a really, like a really, really large basket of wings. Great, <laughs> like a bucket of wings. <laughs> Inara taps Franny on the shoulder. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to get between a girl and her wings, but um, I, as much as I love being here in a nice festive environment, totally not spooky at all now that no one is here. Uh, can we kind of get a move on? I, I want to get Alonzo out of there. He's looking a little bit uh, sweaty. Yeah, Alonzo is just like trying to step around the energy version of himself, like all around, and the Council of Bright is just like looking at him no matter where he goes. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll take care of it. The elevator that takes us up to Concentra, it, it take it takes a really long time to come all the way down here and then pass through dimensions and then it comes it goes even farther. So just like listen, take a load off, twenty minutes tops, it'll be there. I have a I have one of those like buzzer pager things. She holds it up. Weird. It says Jersey Mike's on it. And she's like, oh, I brought this from home. But this is the one that I use. Uh, they, they'll tell me when, when it's ready. But you guys just like walk around, have fun. Also, don't tell them that I, sm- I smuggled in some hooch. She takes a flask out and she pours undying light into her pina coladas. And it like glows a little bit. And then she's like, I also brought my own straw. And she brought the silly straw from before. <laughs> and it's very good. Lanza, hang in there. We're going to just case the joint a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 good, good, oh, good. Okay, stay. And okay, sits next to the bubble, panting up at Alonzo. She kind of noses it, but cannot get in. Alonzo puts his hand. He's <laughs> like, I want to, I want to touch the dog. And um, you can also see that the Council of Bright is like gesturing at all of the games. He <gasps> points to the Papa shot, and he like flicks his wrist at it, and you can see like. The timer goes out for a second, and then it comes back really quickly. And then he, like, points at the ski ball, and, like, it shuts down for a second, and then it comes back up. Uh, Franny, does this anti-magic bubble, like, have an ex- expiration date on it, or...? It's like, no, nah, li- listen, it goes up to, uh, <laughs> level 10. I don't know. It goes, as high as it, it goes as high as it goes. I mean, it's supposed to shut everything down. Okay. Uh, so, no magic except for controlling ski ball. 
That's good to know. I listen. It's only happening for a second. It's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Tracy, let's let's walk away. Yeah. Um, best friends share wings. Oh, you can have some. Great. They're just like honey. They're wings. Just, they're just honey. Yeah, it's just honey. It's just honey on chicken wings. Yeah, super good. I ordered. They. It's my secret menu. I'm gonna get a pizza. Okay. All right. Fine. You can have it in many as you want. I like the drummies, though, so you can have all the flats. Inara just gestures uh, three fingers at the bartender, <laughs> meaning three buckets of wings. <laughs> three, three buckets of wings. And a, and a, and a pizza, please! Uh, there's a Kenku behind the bar, and the Kenku, and the Kenku makes the sound of um, bacon frying in a pan. Ooh, that smelled good, kind of. The Council of Bright pipes up and says, Smell is the sense of memory. Okay, we're going to go play games. That was not good. <laughs> oh, I want to throw up. Okay. The olfactory gland. Stop, stop. The, no. 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 We walk so you guys away. can play whatever games you want, like the last time you were here. You can also just kind of poke around, talk to whoever you want. There are as many games as might will be in a Dave and Buster's. Uh, there's also the prize counter. And then on the far side... Uh, I guess, which you just didn't notice before, there's like an old-timey elevator, like with the gate in front of it, and uh, there's nothing there at the moment. Eric, is this Doofin Boosters big enough to have a, you know, a child-sized roller coaster inside of it? You know, in my head, no, but Dungeons and Dragons, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, it costs 10 tickets. Okay. It's okay. called the Child's Dream Palace. That doesn't sound good at all. It also has like a really small loop-de-loop in it. Yeah, because kids love that. They do. They love thrills. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to head over to the elevator. Is there a elevator attendant by any chance? Yeah, why don't you roll a, a d10? This is my first time rolling a d10. Wow. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, you walk over to the elevator, and it doesn't look like it's being manned by anybody. Uh, but as you get closer, it, like your vision of it gets like a little wobbly. And as you step closer and closer to it, you're like five feet out, and then you feel something cold. I look down. It doesn't look like anything's there. Why don't you make a perception check? Um, I guess I'm really ached out. I got a five. You, uh, you pull your foot back, and you don't know what you just touched. Uh, hey, and anyone out there? I just have a question about... It's a cool elevator. You see that, like, the air in front, like, wiggles a little bit, and you hear, Hello! I am Elevator Attendant. It is so nice to meet you. My name is Joshua. Welcome to Elevator to Concentra. Oh, oh, hey, uh, Joshua, good to meet you. I'm Inara. Um, this is my second time here, but first time meeting you. Um, I, I'm so sorry if this is an insensitive question, but um, I, I can't actually see you. May I ask uh, if I could just Say hi to a, a face. Hello, I am right here. You can just grab something from the bar. Sure. I'm going to walk over, open up the garnish container, and grab a whole hunkin' fistful of cherries. Eat eat only half, and then bring the rest over. I have like eight stems sticking out of my mouth all at once. That's good. Now, toss it forward. And I do. You throw it, and you hear like a soft thump, And the cherries are now like floating in this like gelatinous something. And as they orbit the jello, is there a shape to it, a border, or ju- it's just like a plane in front of me? There, it's like, um, 
You know in that Windows screensaver when like the like the ball will like bounce all over your yeah. screen? It's like that. It's like you can see that the cherries are floating all throughout this like invisible ooze and it like hits borders and like bounces all over the place. After looking at it mesmerized for a little while, you can see that this thing is five feet by five feet by five feet. Thank you. That that's really kind of you, and I hope that doesn't hurt at all. Or give you like the the cherry burps. What are you talking about? I am human. I am so good at eating cherry. Of course, Josh. I'm so silly. Anyway, Joshua, I was coming over because I have never been to Concentra before, and I am a little bit nervous. And I wonder if you could tell me um, anything about the other people who have made the trip up there, or something that you might know about the city. I just I don't want to get there and then be like, oh hi, oh my god, power exists like I, I was when I got here. No problem. I can tell you everything you need to know. Concentra is a wonderful place where everyone comes together. And we all work on getting the concentric states to be good and things. The people who come use this elevator the most are the representatives. You know them. They're the heads of the representatives. Where is it? I. It is I, up there. Oh. Where the elevator go? Yeah. I mean, in, in, I guess in relation to the other cities? What? You have never seen a map before? That is so wild. Ha ha. N- no. Well, Concentra is right underneath the mountain in the middle of the everything. Oh, I guess they didn't really teach us that. That is okay. I'm happy to be informational. And is the elevator the only way in and out? As far as I know. All right. Uh, thanks. Do you do a favorite game? I'd, I'd love to play it if, uh, if you don't mind. I'm no good at games. I'm clumsy. Oh. From my hands. Joshua, wiggle, 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 your, wiggle. Your hands look super average to me uh why don't you make an insight check you look over to see tracy joylessly riding the child's coaster this is fine i'm getting no joy from this tracy feels fine oh no i got 24 you know that joshua does know another way he's lying all right, so I am just going to kind of walk around then, give Tracy a wave, crane my neck to make sure there's no uh, wings on the bar yet. And is there any uh, claw machine out here? Yes, there is a claw machine over next to the prize station. If I uh, rummage through the sides of my pack, do I have any tickets left? You don't have any tickets, but if anyone wanted to, wanted to make a perception check, maybe you might be able to see some tickets. Let's do it. I want to win my tickets. Well... You're on a child's roller coaster, which I has no skill. I want to get off the roller coaster, and there's a game with like, uh, there's like a pool of water, and there's like rings and like floaty ducks. Oh yes, yeah. and What's you have the to like, point of them, you have to like hit the mallet. What's the point of any of them, Brandon? It's commerce. <laughs> I mean, how do I win this game? Listen, Amanda's gonna. You Amanda. can't. <laughs> so while Amanda is looking around for tickets, you get off of the child roller coaster, and one of the Kenku just, like, shakes its head at you. And uh, you go over to the little duck. So the way that you do it, you hit a mallet, and, like, a, a ring flies in the air, and you're supposed to land on a duck. It's supposed to, yeah, it's a ring a duck. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Tracy reels back uh, with the mightiest might that he can muster and rolls. <laughs> All right. And, and Ara, I want you to roll as well. Roll a perception check. I guess Tracy, if you're doing straight up, if you're gonna hit it as hard as you can, do athletics. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Um, eight. Wonderful. Aww. Anara, as you are looking around for tickets on the floor, 
you hear you hear a mallet slamming down and then and then a plastic ring hitting the ceiling and it bounces back and hits Tracy in the face. Oh. <laughs> and as you hear that, you go under the water pistols and you find a gold ticket stuck underneath uh, one of the legs. I'm going to grab it and head on over to the claw machine. Nice. Tracy, you do not ring the duck. This might surprise you. Oh. Oh, I didn't I didn't get it? No, you didn't get but it. But he's so much bigger than a duck. <laughs> uh, you also look down and there's just like a gold ticket uh, on the ground. Oh, well, that seems pointless. All right. <laughs> Two Kenku are staring over, are like fixing one of those like coin pushing games and they both shake their head at you. <laughs> I pick up the golden ticket and head over to the claw machine. So, I need you both to roll a d20. 13. Lucky number eight. All right. So, Tracy, you use the claw machine, and you try to navigate it as best as you can, but of course, it's a little wonky. Yeah. And um, I dig in there real good, though. Oh, you do. You plunge the claw all the way down as far as it can go. It doesn't look like you grabbed on anything. And it gets pulled all the way up. and But you see that there's this little, little, little golden capsule that's in its claws. And it comes down and it drops it in the slot. Then you pop it open. And inside is a very small figurine of a goat. <gasps> that's very good. And this, my dear friend, is the scapegoat. So, you can only use this once. Okay. But you can put the scapegoat down on the ground. As soon as it touches the ground... It turns into a regular size goat, and it does goat things. But yes. if you blame anything on the goat, everyone needs to make a everyone needs to make a persuasion check of over fourteen, yes. and they will believe that the goat did the thing. That is the best item I've ever heard of in my entire life. That's Thank you. So good. Anari, you roll a thirteen, so you get to roll again. I want you to roll a d six. One. <laughs> Another dog. <gasps> Two dogs. <laughs> okay. So you use the claw machine and you kind of wiggle it around, wiggle it to the left, wiggle it to the right. And again, it dives deep, deep, deep into the prizes. And again, you don't think that you grabbed anything, but it pulls out a purple square capsule, which is weird because this was the only one that has edges and it drops it into the slot. I take it out and look at it for a second, rotate it, and then try to open it up. Inside, you get the very distinct smell of freshly cooked bacon. Whoa. And inside is a little package. And on the package is a picture of oatcake, like a cartoonish oatcake, like with, with human looking eyes and like smiling. And it's eating this like piece of bacon. And it's branded with the name Speaking Strips. Dogs that can talk. So this one seems to be a little bit old. So there's usually about four uses in this one, but I don't know, like this thing has been sitting in this machine for too long. So it's just one use of speaking strips. Here's how speaking strips work. Any animal who eats it can speak and understand common for one minute. This is not in-game time. Me as the DM, I'm keeping the timer. All right, I will pocket it and head back to the bar where hopefully my baskets, buckets, nay, of wings are waiting for me. Yes. Tracy goes to put the goat back in his pack and drops it and almost hits the ground and then catches it. 
I hate you. <laughs> Flirting with disaster. Oh, oh, there it goes oh, again. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. oh, no. Okay. Bah. I caught it. Bah. Oh, no, I fell again. Oh, no. <laughs> Tracy's just one stool away from Franny and just staring directly down into his pizza as he eats it. Great. Uh, as you do it, Tracy, you've noticed again that as the Council of Bright flicks his wrist at things, he like momentarily shuts something down and then it comes back immediately. And ever so slightly, you f- see like frustration cross over this energy Alonzo's face. And Alonzo is just like, at this point, he's leaning up against the, the ball, the hamster ball to like try to get comfortable, but also getting as far away from the Council of Bright as possible. Tracy stands up to watch the council do this, mm-hmm. but inadvertently stands in front of Alonzo while he eats the pizza standing. Yeah. Um, as you do this, uh, the Council of Bright uh, makes eye contact with you. And Tracy, I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. 14? 15 minus 1? Okay. With a 14, you stare at the Council of Bright for a second and he flicks his wrist at you. And then, like, everything goes dark for a second. It's like someone turned off the power in you. And for a moment in your head, you like get this like beautiful image of this unknown place, unknown time. You know what it looks like? It looks like Tortopolis. But like it, it looks totally different, but something inside you makes you know that it's Tortopolis. And you remember how like there were just cars and people and all this and all this this crowd going everywhere? Now it's Warforged. Like Warforged and like Trilby hats that are going off to work and Warforged uh, banning shops and Warforged driving other cars, which is totally bananas in your mind. And then everything comes back on and uh, the Council of Right is just kind of standing there. Tracy takes a large bite of his slice. Hmm. Hmm. Spicy. Goes back and sits on the stool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Does a couple spins. <laughs> Anara, you return. You chow down on some chicken. You guys get your fill. And Franny has finished both pina coladas and takes out a second flask and puts four. Undying line in the other one. Oatcake is gnawing happily on some uh, bar pretzels. That's good. That's good. Uh, and as you guys are chowing down, Anara, you hear the distinct voice of Joshua who says, All aboard! Elevator going up! And uh, you see, like, the shimmer moves over to the left, and you see, you'll still see the cherries bobbing inside of Joshua. And the, the old-timey-looking elevator descends from nowhere. The cage opens up, and Freddy says, All right, ride's here. Let's go. Can we get to-go boxes, or? I'll, I'll just I'll just take the bucket. You can put it on Franny's tab. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And Tracy takes the whole metal tray of pizza with him. <laughs> Uh, the Kenku opens its mouth and makes the sound of a cash register uh, slamming shut. All right, you guys step into the elevator. The cage closes, the door closes, and you go up. And this is an extremely long elevator. Like, one minute, two minutes, How three. many slices of pizza? Like, five. how many wings? Two slices of pizza, uh, five wings. Crust and all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the elevator reaches your destination, and it opens up. And I gotta say, it just looks weird here. The Concentra 
Do you guys remember the Nismana that was made in a strange sort of way, like slats on top of each other and it was all like glass and stuff? How yeah. can we forget, Eric? Mm-hmm. Every single building looks like that. It's like everything is glass and in different like panes and colors of glass. Like nothing is just like a straight up rectangle building. It's all like on a slant or like there's a hole in the middle. It's just like super <laughs> weird. Does it it's, seem intentional? Like does it seem like artistic or is it just like? It's definitely intentional. It's like someone did it. The first building was made and it was like a little bit to the left and then it just kind of like spiraled out from there and you see like everyone is walking around in suits every single person that you see it is not nearly as busy as it was in Tortopolis but like there's definitely like a clip that everyone is moving at and they have these suits everyone is wearing a suit no matter what their race or perceived gender is but like they're totally different colors and they're they're like not shades that you think they should be like someone has like bright bright neon orange like someone turned on a neon sign in their suit and another person has the color of the sky at twilight the stars like fade in and out of the sky on their suit one person it looks like it looks like you're looking at those um sunglasses with like the blue filter on it that like goes from like blue to green and just like keeps shimmering depending on where they are in the sun and just like all of these people and you see that people are just like walking from one building to another eventually after a few minutes of it there's no one on the street Tracy stands there with his mouth agape a little bit of pizza still in there and it's just like uh where do I get one of those suits I'm clutching oat cake in my left hand and my bucket of wings in the other almost like terrified to poke my head out of the elevator like my nose is still inside that invisible barrier yeah. and Freddie says ah oh, man I guess we just missed the lunchtime rush it's a good time to go 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 where do we go where are we going what are we doing going to the capital all right it's you... a big meet were you not paying attention when I said big meeting before I have a hard time listening entirely oh, true yeah but you know what Still love you. We're still very close. What? I see what Let's you, go! I see what, you did. I see what you did there. Hey, it's Amanda. I know I'm not the only one among us who likes to organize. And I'm not the first person to be like, wow, the world's getting green again. Time to clean every surface in my home. But there is something in particular about cleaning out before a big change that feels like a plus five to your whole life. Getting rid of excess stuff before a move or finding new homes for clothes that no longer serve you is so freeing. You're making room for all of the great new stuff that's coming, both physical and metaphorical. So welcome to the mid-roll. I open the windows and there is a very strong cross breeze. Hello and welcome to our newest patrons, Sana, Sebastian, Sasha, Ariqua, Stephanie, and Emily. Your pledges help make this show possible. And you can even get rewards like NPC backstories and very, very good bloopers for every dang episode. That's patreon.com slash join the party pod. Last episode, we told you all about our upcoming D&D live show at PodX in Nashville this June. Now we have another addition to our 2019 events, a multitude live mini tour. Catch us at the bell house. Uh, that's right. The friggin' bell house. Don't worry. I'll just be fainting over here in the corner um, in New York on June 21st and city space, Boston on October 10th. We'll be bringing you live segments of your favorite multitude shows plus live show only exclusives. 
Tickets go on sale Friday, May 5th, with a special patron-only presale on Wednesday, May 3rd. If you're a patron of any Multitude show, check your email for a presale link on Wednesday. Everyone else, head to multitude.productions live on Friday to get your tickets. We're sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, whose co-owner Lauren Belanco is our master dungeon master. Once a month, we bring her your questions on games and GMing. This week's question comes from Ryokaya, who asks, I know to DM all you need is just the support to do it, but are there personality traits that can help, like attention to detail? Lauren says, One of the best traits for a DM to utilize is listening. More often than not, players will give you all the information you need to run a great game. A small detail can make a situation more personal. An expressed concern may turn into a solution you never thought of. Sometimes the most memorable moments are when players are allowed some time for their characters to trail off into a conversation with one another. Just listen. Thank you, Master Dungeon Master. Soak up all of the knowledge she has to offer at 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And either in-store or online, use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off. That's discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off at 20-Sided Store. All right, now let's get back to the show. Franny walks you confidently through the streets, and honestly, it's like deserted. Everyone is at their job. As you get farther and farther in, you see that the buildings get smaller and smaller and smaller. The only rectangular building you see as miles in all directions. This building stretches all the way into the clouds, and it is like deep purple. The same purple that you see in the speaker's eyes when she gets very, very mad at you. Good thing we've never seen that, though, right? <laughs> 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 My guy. <laughs> uh, and Franny just steps through the front door. She goes to the front desk where a two extremely large centaurs look at Franny. She pulls out the blue piece of paper that she returned and you thought had disappeared. These centaurs look at it, look at each other, hit a large red button on the desk, Ooh. and a very, very large elevator opens up. Inara will shoot them a single finger gun. They both start. The motley crew that you are steps inside, and again, this elevator takes a long, long time. Like, four pieces of pizza, 12 wings. Whoa. Just up and up and Our up and up. Our wing consumption increased the dramatically. The ratio changed. Anara's <laughs> <laughs> getting nervous. She eats when she's nervous. And finally, the elevator stops, and it opens up into a stark conference room. And there are these high back chairs uh, centered around a large circular table. There are people sitting in these chairs and everyone turns towards you. And inside you see some faces you recognize. There is Representative Shields of Antopolis. There is Alonzo's dad who you recognize from the wedding. His hair is no longer in the pompadour that Alonzo has but falls delicately to his shoulders. Goddamn if he doesn't look like Alonzo put into a dive machine. To Anara's uh, chagrin, there is a Representative Brink, who is in like a, a very, a very, very bright green power suit, like forest green. And she's wearing like sneakers to offset the power suit. <laughs> uh, and she sees you and her eyes go wide. Uh, and there's the speaker as well. I'm going to give Brinksy a shy wave. 
Uh, you also see someone you don't recognize. There is a gnome in a mech suit. Now, this is kind of like Salmon was, but there is nothing like Warforged-y about it. It's like just a traditional uh, mech suit with just like long legs and long arms. And uh, there are two more people you recognize. There is a older gentleman with dirty blonde hair pulled back into uh, a tight bun with tired-looking eyes who still towers over the entire group. And standing behind him is Greg. So this man must be Greg's dad, who I don't know if you even saw at the wedding. But as soon as Greg sees the door opens, he pushes everyone else aside and sprints towards the bubble and just throws himself at it. Just bangs on it as hard as he can, repeatedly. Greg, 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 Greg. He's safe. He's good. He's fine. He's fine. He hears you. And the just like keeps just banging on it. Just gonna rub his back a little bit. The man with the dirty blonde hair coughs loudly, says, Gregory, this isn't why I brought you here. Greg looks at everybody and pulls himself together a little bit and puts his hand on the ball. And Alonzo puts his hand out on the ball as well. And Greg walks back behind his dad. For a moment, it's no one says anything. The speaker pipes up, and the speaker clears her throat and says, Well, Franny, it's a good thing you reached me. <laughs> I know, right? Totally unexpected. Is there anywhere to sit down? I'm so tired. So, after, Are there bagels? Yes. After a few minutes, it seems like the meeting is about to start. The speaker ushers in a few servants who put out a wonderful brunch spread. Yes. Everything you could desire. And in triplicate. Well, I knew the two of you were coming, so I got extra bagels, as you like it. Maria, you're, you, you, you got it. If there's any other time you need to call me the speaker, it's probably now. <laughs> I, I appreciate the relationship we have. This little, seems little moment of levity before we get into this, you know, universe changing dialogue. So I need to let you know about a big life change. I've moved from bagels to pizza. So if you could, you know, no. okay, for for next time, for P- next time, pizza, next time, pizza bagels. Next time, the entire world is uh, possibly crumbling. I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll get pizza. I would appreciate that, and thank you. You know, you know, Tracy, if you use sun-dried tomato cream cheese oh. on a bagel oh. and then put some of the cheese from the omelet bar on top, you can get kind of close. There's an omelet bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said anything. Uh, as you're over at the omelet bar, <laughs> Representative Brink uh, walks up uh, behind you, Inara. So, uh, what are you, what are you getting? I set down my plate on the buffet bar turn around and say I'm really sad I never got to kiss you could I try that no what no again I feel like you just had an inappropriate conversation with the speaker as well this is the worst this would be the worst time to do that no not not now I mean at some point in the in the I said I had a lot of stuff. This is the kind of stuff I had to do, and now I'm I'm here. I realized lots of stuff going on, but like whole, you know, end of the world vibes happening. I have to be like super professional here. I don't like. Do you see my very good power suit? I wasn't trying to dwell on it because I think it's really pretty. Okay, you're right. Wrong context. Read the room wrong. Uh, yeah. Nice to see you. What was the question? You bagels. 
Um, this is omelets. Also, I was joking. Sure. Let's save the world first. Okay, that's pretty good motivation. And Ara's face is a different color than normal. <laughs> and uh, she turns back to load her plate higher and higher and higher until the fifth omelet just kind of slides off the top and down to where Okake is sitting, thumping her tail. Eventually, the meeting starts to come together. Everyone is sitting in like their designated seats in their big chairs. Uh, The speaker is standing uh, at the front of the table. Do we have designated seats? Yeah, there's like on the other... Does uh, it say designation TR8C? No, you don't have... The longest play! (laughs) (laughs) Worth it! (laughs) You know what? Yes, the speaker knew y'all were coming, and she put out little place cards for everyone. Do they all say designation colon? Yeah, they say designation Anara, designation Franny, designation... Alonzo question mark? And then designation TR8C. It says designation called designation TR8C. It's very good. Yes, that's exactly what it says. Is there one with designation oat cake on the floor? <laughs> yes, yes, there is. The speaker has been very thoughtful. So this is a very, very large circular table. It functions as both a half circle where everyone can face each other, but also if you have guests, you can have one large circle. Uh, the speaker continues to stand at the front of the room. So uh, on either side of the speaker are Representative Kiko and Representative Nectaria. And then to the left of Representative Kiko is Representative Brink. To the right of Representative Nectaria is Representative Shields. And then to the left of Representative Brink is Representative Dore, who is the gnome in the mech suit. So the speaker uh, clears her throat and says... I know it isn't the first of the month, but it seems that we have extenuating circumstances here. So I called all of the representatives together. We have a problem. I don't think it is any secret about what we're talking about. Luckily, our trusted, you're more than a security team now, our, our trusted advisors, adventurers of the concentric states have secured Alonzo Kiko and whatever has afflicted him. I've not seen anything like this in some time. I, for once, am at a loss for words. Uh, Tracy, Anara, would you like to explain what's going on here for the representatives so we can make a decision on what to do next. Well, we got back to the castle after a trip and Alonso was acting very out of character. When we went to find him, he was possessed and he had this look and it wasn't him. It wasn't him in there. Uh, He hurt me and then he left and we jumped after him and went all around trying to, to find him. And at the end of it, there was Seol. He... Whew, that's not a fun guy. Uh, and every time we went to a new city, a, a new star would go out in the sky. And um, there's only one left. And uh, we followed them all the way back to Tortopolis, uh, where we fought them in a, it's not important, a wrestling match. We, it was very impressive. Lots of sold, tickets sold. Um, <laughs> all the representative murdered each other like, oh, wrestling match. Yeah, kind of, kind of the match yeah. of the millennium. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and and Franny here was super helpful, gave us this tool to 
to capture whatever came out when we were able to exercise Alonzo. And this is him. He loves to brag about how he ruined the world and will do so again. By ruin, I mean save in his mind, but that's clearly not what's happening. Um, Alonzo seems okay. We'd love to get him out, but so far this is the only tool we have to keep the Council of Bright imprisoned. Uh, when you say the Council of Bright, all of the representatives start like murmuring and like talking to each other. Council of Bright, the Council of Bright, like that. I thought there was just a story. Council of Bright. There will be time for questions at the end. Please let them continue. There is a lot of talk about my kind, the Warforge. Um, don't know exactly what the story is there, but I think we gotta find a way to kill him and not Alonso. Oh, good. I was worried that you were going to say me as well. Dad? So, hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Alonzo and Greg both have been extremely brave. And, um, you know, your trusted fighters, advisors, uh, best warriors, smartest mm -hmm. uh, military minds. Most in, regal. Most regal in the uh, concentric states. Us, we are allowed to bestow that honor upon them. They are good. Any of the things that people have blamed Alonzo for, I mean, some of them are true, but mostly the ones in the far past, uh, but he has not been in control of his actions. Representative Kiko speaks up. I appreciate you bringing my son back into safety. What caused this possession, this... I mean, it's not the the medallion, is it? Not the not the Kiko medallion. We don't know. We know that the medallion is tied somehow to the stars going out, and clearly loosening whatever bind you all put on the council back in the day. There's only one star left, and he seems to really want that last one to go out. So, I think we got to keep that from happening as uh, mission number one. Uh, Representative Doré, the gnome in the mech suit, uh, shifts in her seat. Uh, hold on a second. Who says that the medallion and all this is tied to the stars going out? Who said that? Um, us. Us. We did. We've what? seen it. We saw four it. Four times. Listen, I'm, I'm a woman of science, of reason, of examples. I. It's not that I don't believe you. It's what I don't. We didn't see any of this go out. I No one tracked this. What happened? I wouldn't believe it either, but we are making observations. So four times we have seen Alonzo channel a lot of, no offense, Alonzo, but like too much power, a lot of power. Time stopped in some instances. And then right afterward, a star would go out. Alonzo says, I, yeah, I'm so bad at me. I can't do. I can't do magic. Okay, I'm gonna. I can't do. Yeah, they won. I didn't do this. I didn't do it. Represent. You see, represent Dore uh, cross her mech arms. Represent Shield pipes up and says, "Oh hi. Uh, it's nice to see you again. Great. It was so wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so we have our lovely gentleman here, Mister Kiko. Who? 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 
is this uh, glowing gentleman here? Who? I have never seen such a thing in my life ever before. So who is this glowing gentleman? The Council of Bright? No, is this... Did we... Tracy, did, Tra did we just yeah. go over this? Or? Who, right. I, I think Council of Bright does not exist. It is a, ch a children's... For the, for the children's story. Tracy knocks on the bubble. Hey! What's your name? The council stares at Tracy and then stares at everyone else. Looks at each representative one by one and locks eyes with the speaker and says, Maria, you look great. It seems that you haven't changed a bit. Why would I? I'm pretty amazing. I'm just happy you remember me. It's an honor. I love. It's so nice being back in the old stopping grounds. Really. Um, here's the thing. You can't save Wonder Boy here without letting all this out. So I think that we can. If you let us out, both of us, he'll be fine. I'll be fine. And we can just talk about this. We can talk about it. I'm a rational guy. I've been on the. I've been a representative before. I know how this works. Maria knew your brother. He was great. You also, yeah, kind of great. We can work it out. I've done this before. Great. Let's brass tacks politics. I got it. Just you gotta let us out. And Alonzo says, "Yeah, I don't want to be the guy who agrees with the glowing man, but they I would also love Alonzo." No, 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 Alonzo. Not gonna happen. Lonzo, we are keeping you alive. We are getting you out of there. But just to dispel this rumor right now, Mr. Council, never going to happen. I mean, it's not up to you, Maria. I know what's coming next. Always comes next. Yes, it's a vote. Is it a decision for the representatives to make? Uh, I think that we understand the what you've presented. And... I think we need to vote on what to do. It seems like you're missing a representative, though. Uh, what do you... Oh, I, I see five representatives in front of me. Who represents, I don't know, regular people? I, I get that that's the whole idea, and I, I get that you're here to talk about your city and all, but it seems that, respectfully, a lot is happening that none of you here notice. And I don't know the last time any of you was outside of your city, but we've been to all of them now, and we have a pretty good idea of the problems that are happening. So which one of us would you like to vote for the people of the concentric states? Or, you know, if we're doing it based on, you know, just sheer numbers, three, th uh, three votes? Yeah, I think the, maybe, maybe I think the plurality, exactly, yeah. Okake is, uh, is a great voter. Okay, um, you know, this is unprecedented but um you know what i'll give you two each you'll get a one shared vote as the people you've you have an experience here you know what's happening and this is highly unprecedented it's never happened before uh, i think extenuating circumstances demand extenuating measures vote to six no it seems like there could be a tie potentially which would be embarrassing for all of us yeah. almost would wilt you know how they do um my 
people are involved. That's maybe, true. Maybe I get my own vote. Maybe we get our own vote. Maybe we get a chance to make up for whatever crimes we've committed here. Okay. If you really want to get two votes, I think you're going to have to roll on it. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Either you're voting five or you're voting seven. Okay? So double or nothing? Double or nothing. I, I got a crit one. Can't lie to you. <laughs> Can't lie to you. My modifier is a nine. I got a 12. Representative Dore, Representative Nectaria, and Representative Kiko all get to their feet and all yell at the, at the same time. This is unprecedented. We've never had the only the representatives get to vote. Oh, all right. We're not forsaking this. I'm sorry. There's procedure. We cannot extend a vote to you. That's fine. When you make the wrong decision, Anara and I will clean it up like we always do. Go ahead and take a vote. Solving problems the way you usually do is what got us here today. And the solution that you thought worked last time clearly was not permanent. So you better think really hard about a better way to solve this problem. And if you can't, we'll be downstairs. Alonzo, Greg, we got you. We believe in you. According to concentric stage procedure, we are going to vote on the matter of Alonzo Kiko and the Council of Brights. Vote I for dismantling the anti-magic bubble or vote nay for maintaining the bubble as maintained by Driftwood Franny Sunflower and we keep the two sequestered. Representative Kiko. Representative Kiko stands up, looks at the rest of his colleagues and says, I want to let my son out. I hope you understand. I vote aye. Representative Nectaria stands up after him and says, I understand what you're going through, but we can't take this chance. I vote nay. Representative Doré stands up. As I've said before, I'm a woman of science. <laughs> and the least we can do is see what happens next. I vote aye. Representative Shields stands up and says, We cannot take the chance of endangering our world. He deserves to be locked up for as long as we can keep him. I will and always will vote nay. Representative Brink stands up and looks at the rest of the representatives. She holds her hand up as if she feels the tension of the moment. This is this is too big. I know I know we have to vote. I know we vote all the time. But I can't I can't do it. They just they just showed up. I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. 
Speaker, I'm calling for recess. We revote tomorrow. I need to think. I can't. This is too big. And the speaker takes in a short breath and says, Representative Brink has called for recess. As procedure goes, we will have recess for 24 hours. I will see you all at the next vote. The room returns to normal life. People stretching, getting out of their seats, gathering their, their supplies. Representative Bacteria tries to reach out to Greg. Greg moves away from his grasp and hurries over to the anti-magic ball. And uh, the representatives all shuffle out. Although it's very difficult to roll the ball out of this conference room, they manage to do it. And you go down a few floors in the massive elevator. And uh, like in Kiko Castle, there is a, a spare room with a few beds uh, all pushed pushed to the far edges of the room where you two, Franny, uh, Oatcake, and the massive anti-magic ball can rest. And uh, Franny says, oh man, I need to sit down. I, I can't. These old bones. You don't even know. Is Franny in our room? Yeah. Oh, Franny's in your room. Cool. <laughs> Franny can have her own room. We'll stay no, I, I want to be a part of this. I think that we've all <laughs> gone through this thing together. Finally, you get a chance to rest. So all of you take your long rest. Great. Thank you. Wonderful. Ooh. Anara, what do you dream about? Ooh. Good question. I dream that I am sitting in the dog park in Phidopolis at twilight with the stars beginning to emerge, but there's still some beautiful color fading in the sky. And... I'm playing with Oatcake, throwing just a normal ball, and she's doing normal fetch. Other dogs around us hanging out. I hear the chatter of the market. I feel a warm breeze against my face. The temperature is perfect, like a, a little bit chill, so you cuddle up in your coat or your sweater. And when I look up, I notice that all five stars are there in the sky. I feel myself check it almost like a muscle memory, like reflexively, mm -hmm. and it soothes me, like checking that your door is locked at night. And then I with this feeling of just relief in my chest, look over and take Brinksy's hand as she sits next to me, wearing like a forest green sweater, the same color as her suit and jeans and regular boots. And together we watch OK play. Tracy, do Warforge dream? Um, that's a good question. I don't, know if you would call it dreaming mm. he doesn't sleep but he does sort of like enter a state of like meditation in a sense sure um, and I think over time over the possible decades 100 centuries whatever it became more and more clear the dreams have become more and more tangible I think right now he as if a tape machine sort of replaying the scenes that he was shown of Warforge sort of demolishing cities, marching. It's sort of automatic. It's hyper real. Mm -hmm. It's not scary, but he sort of feels a, a pang of guilt yeah. as he watches it. That tape like winds down. Like, a, like in a projector, and then it like starts going, and there's just like white for a second. 
And then the scene that you saw for a moment when the council looked at you, uh, it comes back. You're in Tortopolis. Warforged are walking everywhere. They're waving at you. Uh, They're going about their day. Everyone knows your name. Someone's like, hey, Tracy. Ah, Tracy, you're looking great. Cards next Saturday? Everyone says something nice to you and says hi. I think at the end of the dream, as Tracy's sort of meeting with acquaintances and buying groceries, he hears a a little pitter-patter on the street, and he sees Oatcake running through the street up to him. And then there's Inara. And Franny. And the faces of all the other people he's met on his journeys. And they all sort of commingle. And they're all playing cards together. They're all playing chess in the park. And uh, that feeling of guilt sort of washes away. It all comes together. You feel so happy just to be with everyone, both Warforged and your friends alike. And you hear a voice. Loud, clear cutting through all the city noise, and it's the council. And he says, This could happen. It's not just a dream. Just let me out. Tracy jolts awake. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Google, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seeger. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.